0: my age, saw the light from as I my
1: And good morning. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bosco Users Group Radio Show on Community Radio 3CR. We're proud to acknowledge the Yurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs. My name's Chris and Yarra Bosco Users Group Radio, we a show about cycling, micro mobility, urban transport... A whole bunch of things about, you know, getting around without a combustion engine. And on today's show, I am going to have a really good chat with David Blom. He's been uh, a guest on the show several times over the years, and we're going to catch up about things that have been happening out in the eastern suburbs. Also, you may have seen uh, David uh, is uh, being quoted in part of an article last week about a ghost platform at Box Hill train station and uses thereof possibly for using an interesting piece of redundant rail infrastructure for active transport. And Yeah, we talk about that and we talk about uh, what's going on with the, uh, oh my brain just slipped, what's the inner east, the inner east, the inner east, the uh, Hawthorne Trail connection, what's going on with that. So yeah, we talk about that and... Also, uh, news and events. I'll do a little bit of that. And here we go. We've just had a miracle worker just do some amazing stuff for me. And thank you so much. We've got, we have got the absolute best station workers at 3CR. So David Blom's interview is here, ready to go. This is so good. Now I was going to do a little bit of news and events, but I haven't really got anything in front of me other than to say, isn't the weather very? incredibly variable. Um, Saturday, kind of gloomy, all the rest of it. Today, absolute peach of a day, sunny, open skies, the whole thing. So I hope you're getting out there and enjoying it. And also, uh, yesterday, I must uh, bring in that uh, uh, Derebin Loves Bikes. They had a e-bike forum up at Preston Library and it was a really great forum where uh, you know if you if you uh, registered to go along you submit your question beforehand so therefore the panel can give you uh, a really good nuanced response. So I've recorded all of that so with a bit of post-production I should be able to put that to air on 3CR over our summer break and uh, I'll try and annotate that as best I can because there was some, you know, to without getting into too much jargon, it was pretty information dense in terms of uh, a lot of things about e-bikes and things you may not have considered. And it was everything from people who go through leasing agreements to people who work in bike shops to uh, people who do conversions and it was a pretty amazing uh, forum to sit through and record and you know again uh just learning about what's happening with e-bikes and you know and all the different technical things you may need to know about if you're interested in doing this either as you know because there's the whole if if, if you think about an acoustic bike and the different uh styles and riding and all the rest of it it's all mirrored in e-bikes there's e-road bikes emtb um we know all about commuting and, and uh cargo capacity stuff, which is kind of getting a little bit of a thing into Australia. Uh, but if you think about uh, anything that exists in the acoustic bike world, it also exists in the e-bike world. And I uh, can't help but uh, notice that uh, COP28 is on at the moment. Uh, again, Yarbike, Bike, we've done as a co-signatory on the Path Walk cycle open letter. I don't know how feasible or how uh, purchase we get into the, the the actual discussions on this. You've probably been watching some of the COP stuff in Dubai and it's more of this piecemeal we are going through the motions at a uh, pretend high level to curb emissions and the rest of it and it really has no cut through and as we've seen in the last month and a bit to do with other very broad global issues to do with, you know, well, warlock actions towards a civil population, it's up to us to protest because our governments are pretty much ineffective and useless. Anyway, I will try and uh, bring this up a beat. In uh, most of the interviews that I do, I ask the interviewee what sort of music that would like. And most of the time, it's like, I'll go with whatever you suggest. So I end up doing Bonobo or Tycho or something like that. Anyway, David mentioned that he really, really, really wanted Silver Machine by Hawkwind. So if you've been listening to the show for a long time and you think we haven't paid it, been paying enough Space Rock, well, here's the day we correct that imbalance. So after the break, uh, we we'll are chatting to David from Metro East Bicycle User Group about things that are happening out
0: in Naram, Melbourne's East. Uncover the depths of human connection and power in the new opera by Evan Lawson and Nicole Butcher, The Sea. This visceral exploration of love, lust, and the corrupting influence of power in relationships washes over you in this extraordinary collaboration between Forest Collective and BK Opera. The Sea plays from the 7th until the 10th of December at Abbotsford Convent. Tickets available from forestcollective.com.au. Forest Collective is a 3CR supporter.
1: Today on Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR, I'm catching up with David Blom, and he's got a lot to talk about about what's happening out in Melbourne's east. David, it's been a while since we had a chat.
2: Yeah, Chris, it has been quite a while, but plenty has been happening in in our neck of the woods. We've recently had the first kilometre the Hawthorne to Box Hill Trail built as part of the level crossing removal out at Mont Albert Surrey Hill Way. Right?
1: And that's a, a project that will kind of help connect up the inner east to quite a few of the trails and connectors further out.
2: Yeah, it will. It was all over the newspapers uh, in the past week. You might have uh, seen my smiling face. The age.
1: I saw that. That's kind of a, a prompt to get in contact with you and let us um what you're up to.
2: And most of the media were very interested in the ghost platform, at Box Hill Central a train platform that's sat unused for the past 30 or so years. I think they have the liking of the name of the ghost platform and the, the eerie spookiness of it. They tend to ignore that there was another 10 or 11 kilometres worth of bike path to be built on top do, of that.
1: Do you want to fill people in there? Because it's it's a fascinating story, isn't it?
2: I believe it was during the 1980s. They created a couple of extra platforms at Box Hill in order to build the Box Hill Central Shopping Centre as it was then. This platform has been disused and it's sat that way ever since. And any time that you catch a train or get on or off there at Box Hill Station, you see this platform that's just sitting there unused with uh, its entrances and exits blocked to it. However, uh, we had the concept about 30 years ago of reusing this platform as a bike path, as a way of getting under Box Hill Central and it would effectively mean that you have a great separated path where you go under or over most of the busy roads in the area. So you'd be able to get from Mont Albert Road all the way out to Springvale Road in Ngunna-Wadding and never have to uh, interface with a busy intersection.
1: And I suppose you know that um, all your connectors would be at grade?
2: Most of the rest of the time when you are crossing at grade, uh, you do have to press the big button, it holds up traffic, you have to wait, everybody has to wait, so this is a fantastic way of getting around such a bottleneck and such a tight and difficult area otherwise to get through and this would provide continuous trail through the area as well as fantastic access to the shops there at Box Hill and to the station itself for anybody who wishes to walk or ride from the east or the west of the station there.
1: As you, you say in the interview it provides safe links to more than 20 schools in the area Swinney box Hill Tafe plus the major activity centers so, you know box Hill is just uh, you know 10 15 years of like development out there it's kind of incredible and as 50, you
2: thousand skyscrapers mate.
1: Yeah, it, is, it seems like that every time I look at the place but to get any you know separate infrastructure in, it's really hard and you're just saying there's this piece of redundant rail infrastructure there it's got no bearing on anything like srl or anything like that i hope
2: is over the top of where the srl will go it is a nice tarmac platform and it's nice and wide and be perfect to ride or walk along and it'd be a nice driveway actually to get from one side of Hill to the other
1: and you're saying like you've, you've spoken with monique ryan uh, he's shown a lot of interest. He was quoted in the story as well, in The Age. And uh, Gabrielle Williams, who uh, the new active transport minister, is one of her portfolios, has been examining options to improve connections between Box Hill and Hawthorne. Do you think there's any promise there? Or this is what I find insane about active transport infrastructure, it just these lead times we have to work to are insane when other things can kind of get the go ahead really rapidly. This is the sort of thing where they should, within 18 months, you should know, shouldn't you? It's
2: one of those things where now that they have uh, done the level crossing removal there at Mont Albert and built the first kilometre of separated infrastructure, already it is changing the movement patterns of people. I'm seeing a lot of people going along the railway line there rather than going on the old path which was to take Mont Albert Road and yeah. taking on that hill to get up to Baldwin
1: Road. That's a real put off. Even if people are on more people are using e bikes, it's still a daunting hill, isn't it? It's a daunting hill and it's
2: also very very traffic late and full of lots of people just parking in the bike lane all the way along. So now what we're seeing is a lot of people deviating on the new section of path, going through Canterbury and following the railway line as a shadow rather than taking on the Mon Albert Road, Gournley.
1: So you're talking about the one kilometre of path that's been just built? Yes. Yeah, I mean, they've, again, they've got that in as part of the um, level crossing thing. How is that, that whole thing looking out there for that, because I, I think we've, we, have, we have spoken about this before, about Box Hill Hawthorne trial, I think several times. Can you give us a bit of an overview for people who may not be familiar with it, with ongoing works?
2: There was a feasibility drawn up about two years ago that we had the pleasure of seeing a shortened version thereof where they outlined each of the possible ways that you could get from Box Hill to Hawthorne. There it lay on the shelf until uh, Monique Bryan actually requested an FOI which has led to finally at last the uh, document being produced and it's getting in the hands of the media and this has drummed up the interest again in the trail and I guess it's up to all all of us in the cycling community to build on this interest to actually finally get this incredible piece of infrastructure built That will close what is the largest gap In the city to suburbs network, because currently there's an 11 kilometre gap between the Coonan Creek Trail at North Borwen and the Gardners Creek Trail down at East Mulvern. This trail would effectively cut that gap in two.
1: Kind of to give a little bit of an inner city focus, last week we had uh, Critical Mass Johnson Street, and what uh, the push is on for that from um, Harrison and bunch of people within Yarra is have this east-west connector along Johnson Street that goes all the way down from like the the uni sector down to the Bully and you can start to see the connections here okay this may not quite get to the Hawthorne section of it because it's a big but you can see these east-west connections for people wanting to use active transport across the city.
2: And the other thing about the Hawthorne to Box Hill, it will connect to main Yarra Trail there, which will yep. then connect to that Johnston Street east west connection. And it all forms in a nice spider web of safe trail, meaning that you can get from point A to point B and never feel threatened from any motorized vehicle.
1: Yeah, and so, I don't, something I've, I think it's about the third time I've brought this up. I'll just just kind of riffing out loud. I think on the last two shows that I've done, you you may have seen like at a federal level there may be a slowdown in infrastructure projects because of debt or issues to do around huge projects. In terms of getting active transport stuff out there, we're talking hundreds ones tens of millions to get these things built why can't we see an emphasis upon you can actually get things that are for, for people who live in their area here's a piece of infrastructure and it will be ready within 18 months two years these are the, you know, what you're talking about today they, these things are doable why can't we see a refocus away from huge road projects to some of this more fine-grained approach Melbourne's already got what we've got 2,000 kilometres of off road trails. If I've got vaguely got the figure right there,
2: you'd find several thousand kilometres more than that. You'd find uh, 2000k alone within like the city of Casey, I believe. A lot of the outer suburbs there have incredible coverage in terms of their off road infrastructure, and whenever there's a, a new estate built. They put the trails alongside the major connectors. It's just that we have no real great connection from those outer suburbs all the way into the city.
1: And this is where the things you've, you know you brought up about the Box Hill ghost platform and the like. These things can be quite readily acted upon. It's I just think it's kind of some type of activation that needs to happen. And yeah, you know, we now have you know with Gabriel. Williams part of her portfolio is active transport how can we get these high level decisions made and which kind of dovetails next part of conversation which is if people want to help out what can they do David to get these things happening
0: Many refugees who still don't have the right to work are feeling the impacts of the cost of living crisis, leaving them unable to put food on the table for their families, let alone afford rent, health care and other essentials. Give to ASRC's end-of-year appeal and help shine a light of hope for refugees and people seeking asylum this festive season. Donate today at asrc.org.au donate A3CR supporter.
2: Things that they can do is they can start to write like to their MP and they can join their local high school user group, be it Yarrabud, be it Medley High School user group, be it Whittlesea be it whoever. And also, remember when writing to your local MP, remind them that this is an easy win. It's simple infrastructure, and above all, compared to everything that they'll put out, it's ridiculously cheap. Yeah. It does tick all the
1: boxes. It does. And you can get so much done for such a relatively small amount of money. We, you know, we're not talking, you know, the we, we, um, we were mentioning earlier in the conversation with the suburban rail loop. You know, that's that's almost on the never-never. I mean, I like the concept, but, geez, we're talking decades. With the things we've been discussing today, previously we, you, you've done with Metro East uh, Bicycle User Group, these things can be done pretty rapidly.
2: It's the sort of thing that can be done in an election cycle. Wins that we've had previously, such as the bridge along Burwood Highway, uh, connecting up the city of Knox to the city of Whitehall. That sort of thing was done within a four-year period. It's those sort of things that really should open politicians' eyes to what is possible. And they always like attending ribbon-cutting ceremonies.
1: Yep, I think that's the last time we spoke was about that connection.
2: If one looks at the local Strava heat map, one of the most popular sections of trail is this new connection, because people were willing to risk life and limb going along Burwood Highway at that point. And now everybody sees this fantastic trail alongside Burwood Highway, and they're all making use of it. They're riding on it, they're running on it, they're walking on it. It's fantastic to see.
1: And what else have Metro East been up to?
2: Got uh, work starting shortly on the Hillsville Freeway Reserve from Springvale Road in Forest Hill all the way through to Berenia Road, meeting up with the Dandenong Creek Trail. So that's going to be three and a half kilometres of off road trail that's going to be started within the next 12 months and hopefully completed prior to the next state election. Curious the timing of these things. Additionally, there's also work occurring on the Sindal to Heverdale pipeline. They've recently just replaced all of the pipe infrastructure along the reservation. And now Melbourne Water are ready to have a trail built over the top of it. So you'll be able to get from uh, Nunawading all the way down towards Sindal Railway Station. And from there, you can hop on the Waverley Rail Trail and then the Gardner's Creek Trail and on into the city. And wow. never see a car. Going to be a bit of a revolution, east, I feel
1: that's something that yeah, you know, even for us, you know, us spoiled inner suburbs, we should go out and have a look at some of this. This is an it's an amazing stuff to ride. Yeah, you, know, you also get the scope of how goddamn big Melbourne is now. That, that sounds like an amazing um, trip. If because I've seen and you, you no doubt know this too about circular routes that people can do around Melbourne without even touching a road. It's quite amazing. Is any of those yeah. you you'd like to talk about?
2: Yeah, I have created one as a bit of a challenge. It's using current infrastructure. I think the longest on-road riding section that you'd do would be about a kilometre in length, and you can do a 640-kilometre loop of Melbourne, uh, never going on the same path twice and never crossing another trail.
1: How long would it take to ride it?
2: If you're Sarah Hammond, Make your day in a bit. (laughs) If you're the rest of us, you could do it in a couple of goes, I think.
1: I reckon that would make one of the pretty amazing uh, kind of know your own city sort of tour. I mean, okay, we're out of the COVID thing, but actually we're not really out of COVID times. But in terms of know your own city and taking off a few bites here and there, it could take you a few months, wouldn't it? And you end up learning so much about your own city
2: there are plenty of highlights along the trails, plenty of lookout locations, plenty of seaside locations, plenty of creeks and rivers, so it, Melbourne's bike are really a story of the waterways that we have around the city in many instances. There are also stories of our railway lines, of our freeways, of our major arterial roads, or our infrastructure such as our water pipelines, our sewerage works, or our overhead electricity lines. So Yes. You are learning about the unique history and stories that Melbourne has to tell.
0: Favourite Texas singin' cowboy Charlie Crockett returns to Melbourne this February for a huge night at The Forum. Charlie and his band, The Blue Drifters, will deliver another scorching night of timeless country classics and Wild West tales on February the 12th with country soul queen, Emma Donovan. Charlie Crockett and Emma Donovan at The Forum in February. Good times. Tickets on sale now. Love
2: Police is a 3CR supporter.
1: Because about this time, no, it would have been just on 14 months ago when we had the floods. That was the thing about Melbourne's off-road bike paths. They are a fantastic work network, but there are issues in terms of our monitoring, who clears what, when there's damage, when there's flooding. I don't know if anything's really been done to kind of give that any type of, you know, it's kind of council by council or check if bicycle networks knows something about like either blockages or flooding. That's a, that's a big issue because... Again, uh, when it comes to things like, you know, you can look up Vic Traffic and you can find out something within 100 metres of where you live when it comes to off-road bike paths. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit ad hoc. Uh,
2: it's a little bit word of mouth, but a little bit thin
1: snaps off.
2: And uh, when you have issues like things like silt over the trail or glass or anything that needs to be swept up clean, there are trees down, you almost have to go... Via that app rather than any other way yeah. of being able to speak directly to people or to have somebody actually just going around and doing it automatically. There, there isn't a fixed set budget for maintenance
1: no. or, or cleanup. Well, you think something like Melbourne Water would have, like, yeah, yeah, you monitoring stations and that sort of thing. But again, the network is that big is, you know, it said word of mouth, SnapSense, so Facebook, um, your socials. It'd be really great if we kind of get these things integrated with a lot more data points. But I suppose that's that's a future program about how we can, with getting some of the these routes connected together, so they become not just you know, your weekend and ride, it becomes a really safe and good commute for people.
2: It really becomes a safe way of getting from A to B. It becomes a fantastic commute for people. Plus, it also gives you options. On some days where you need to get to and from home quickly, you take the direct route. And on days where you've got a little bit more time, well, then you can go a more circuitous route. Yep. So it's about giving people those sort of options, being able to make it safe, simple, And above all, fun.
1: And just in closing, what sort of resources would you point people out if they're not completely familiar with stuff out east or they want to find out a bit more about Melbourne's uh, rather large and complex off-road bike path uh, network? And and also, give yourself a bit of a thing with Metro East uh, Bicycle User Group.
2: I can forward everybody to our website. It's mebug.org.au, mebug spelled M-E-B-U-G, so that's dot a u Have a look around at many of the uh, bike maps of Melbourne. There is a fantastic one called Big Yak Bike Trails, so put that into your search engine. And also Melbourne Bike Grid is a fantastic resource for some of the trails that we have out there.
1: I think I've got most of those linked off the Yarrabug site under routes. Like, yeah, Big Yak, uh, that's... I should know his name from Burundara Bicycle User Group. Parker. Yes, Parker. Sorry, Parker. Uh, <laughs> yelling at me. So there's some great stuff out there you can learn about. It's like today, I just did a very interesting um, e-bike forum. I went to in Derriban and people are just, you know, the whole either acoustic bike or e-bike sort of thing is just exploding and getting that information out there because our roads are getting well, ah what um, antagonistic, either getting safe routes or getting connections. This is this is what we all need to do, and we all we all can make this happen.
2: Very much so. It is simple and easy to build infrastructure.
1: You're listening to 855 AM. And that's all I've got time for today on Yarra Bosco Users you know, Group good Radio. Good. Thank you for David having a chat. Just a quick bit of news.
2: Uh,
1: yes, Shane, yes, I'll just have to pay a little bit of pigs, don't I? Okay, so Port Phillip Bug, safe bike hands. lanes need your uh, on Inkerman Street need your support. And uh, you can start the survey that's uh, asked for option A and City of Port Phillip's transport policy is to build a network of protected bike lanes. Well, if we keep them to it. So I'll put that into the podcast description. That's ppbug.org and look up current campaigns. Okay, so our podcast should be up later today. I'll all look for On domain. Demand. What did I say? Did, did I say On domain? No. On Demand. On Demand is the way you can look it up and also wait till our podcast gets into the uh, iTunes ecosystem. Up next is SheBot followed by BlackBot. And don't forget to subscribe, donate and support uh, 3CR. Go to 3cr.org.au. And look up the subscribe, donate, and/or fundraiser options. I think I said she pops up next, and uh, followed by Blacklock.